Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered Pod with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. Let's get to our guest, Mr. Jared Cook. Now, let's get to our guest. This individual has been an outstanding big-time player throughout his professional career. I gave you guys clearly a hint, big-time hint in the intro, tight end for one of the hottest teams in the National Football League, the Los Angeles Chargers, a third-round pick back in 2009. Actually, that's when I met Mr. Cook in 2009, getting ready for the draft out of the University of South Carolina, a two-time pro bowler. I call him the red zone killer. Man, he's a guy who's going to do some damage in the red zone. Mr. Jared Cook. Starting tight end for the Los Angeles Char- Chargers is joining us here. All things covered, Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden. Jared, man, how you doing? And thank you for joining us. I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. I, I, I appreciate you uh, joining us, man. Like I said, I, I met Jared back in 2009 down at Pete Bomarito as he, he was getting ready for the draft. Been an outstanding, high-character guy uh, ever since, man, ever since, man. And always a guy I can call on, man. I love watching you. And I got you on my fantasy team. I tend to draft guys who I know to some degree. I got you on my fantasy team, man. And listen, man, I appreciate every time you get into the end zone. Like I said, red zone killer, man. So I love having you on my fantasy team. Uh, but let's Let's go back in time. Let's go back in time. Most people only know you as a tight end, right? You know, got drafted as a tight end, a a super athletic, fast tight end. But once upon a time, you were playing wide receiver as a youngster. Uh, What kind of credit do you give Steve Spurrier for switching your positions? Man, a lot. He uh, came to me my rare shirt sophomore year, and he asked me uh, if I wanted to transition. And I told him pretty much anything to help the team. Not realize, no, I don't know if that's something I want to do, but uh, end up making the transition, and it's been uh, one that I've loved ever since. How has the tight end position evolved since uh, coming out of high school for you? Man, a lot. You know, as a tight end in high school, you know, uh, you are required to block a lot. There's not a lot of pass release and rise. You know, you de- you depend on your back and your receiver to do that in high school. But then in college, you see him open up a little bit more. Coach Spurrier used to spread me out. He used to mix me around in the slot, put me at number three or at number one, and just sometimes just let me go to work because of that receiver background. And uh, that's just kind of helped me over my career, just kind of understanding what it takes to be a receiver and a big threat in the offense and that's just helped me in my tight end abilities just all over the field 
Yeah. And because of your success uh, there at South Carolina and Columbia University of South Carolina, you had an opportunity to get drafted to the Tennessee Titans. So let's get to the pros. Uh, you were drafted by the Titans in the third round in 2009. Uh, we had one of your former teammates on the show uh, some months ago, and Chris Johnson, talking about that outstanding 2009 season uh, where he was able to run for 2000 yards. Uh, what was it like being a part of that historical season for Chris Johnson? Yeah, it was amazing, man. Uh, just to see what he did and our O-line did and they, what they accomplished together was uh, pretty awesome and to be a part of that. It was watch, It was like watching, you know, your history history live, you know? Mm -hmm. History in the you sitting there watching this man go for 2,000. We thinking he going to break Eric Dickerson record and he just chased, he running all over teams, outrunning angles that you wouldn't even think. Yeah. He I run and he just hit that second gear and opened it up. But he's definitely one of my favorite backs that I've ever played with. Just being there watching just made me uh, a huge fan of his. He, he was he was electric. And you've seen a lot of fast guys on the football field, maybe watching them on the sideline as your defense try to tackle, as your defense try to tackle them, or just being on the football field with a fast defender. Is Chris Johnson hands down the fastest person you've seen on the football field? Yeah, probably him. Yeah, definitely. Him or like, you know, like an AB or somebody that's got a ridiculous speed. Mm -hmm. But definitely, he outrun angles that you wouldn't think he would. He yeah. hit a second, third gear that you didn't, you didn't even think he had. And then yeah. he played too. He used to run guys over, you know, stiff arm mm -hmm. guys. He played strong. He, he, was a, he was an amazing back to watch. Yeah. And then, of course, when your time ended in Tennessee, you fulfill your rookie contract in Tennessee. Uh, you re reunited with Jeff Fisher uh, with the then St. Louis Rams. You've been with different organizations with, with different pieces. But how much does a sense of familiarity help in the NFL? Man, you know, it's tough because when I went from Tennessee, I was one of the youngest guys in the locker room at Tennessee going to St. Louis, being one of the oldest guys and now having to fulfill a different type of role in the locker room. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it was a little difficult for me to kind of adjust uh, to the veteran role that was kind of required of me at that point in my career. So the familiarity wasn't there yet for me. Mm -hmm. It took me a, growing that up, a couple of years to grow into that role, but uh, it was good to be, under Coach Fisher again, yeah. uh, knowing what coach he was, knowing what he expected of you, what type of player that he wanted you to be, and him describing my role as I got there really helped me as well. So uh, yeah. it was definitely uh, playing and being a part of that offense there. And oddly enough, you know, it, it, it took you uh, eight years, year eight, to get to the playoffs, to make the playoffs. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Look, thinking about some of the competitive teams you've been a part of, it took – year eight for you to get to the playoffs. That moment finally happened with the Green Bay Packers in 2016. Not knocking any of your previous quarterbacks, but what was it like linking up with Aaron Rodgers? Man, it was uh, it was like, it was another one of them Chris Johnson feelings, just watching a goat <laughs> go to yeah. work. Uh, yeah. Some of the stuff he would do every day in practice never got old. The way he, he'll, he'll drop back 70 yards and just drop a bomb in the bottom of a basketball hoop like it's not, mm -hmm. you know, them next that they set up um just seeing him do stuff like that every day you knew you was watching greatness man yeah and talking about greatness one of the greatest passes i mean heck there's a long laundry list of passes you could put in that conversation for aaron Rodgers because he seems to do it almost every week but one of the greatest passes people always highlight is the playoff catch against the dallas cowboys take us through that play 
uh, was it was third or fourth down, if I'm not mistaken, right? What was it? Mm, I believe it was it was third or fourth. I'm not third sure. Third or fourth. I think it was fourth down. It was fourth because we need we had to convert. Yeah, you had to convert. If you don't, basically, game is over. Cowboys come back on the football field offensively, and they ice the game. But take us through that play, Jared. The play call, if you remember the play call, and what was going through your mind, you know, getting into your route, and then, of course, coming down with a huge game change and basically a game-winning catch. So the play wasn't coming in. So Aaron kind of just drew it up. He, he basically said, run, I'll go special, just run special. And Who he was, was special? like – uh, it's a three by one set uh-huh. um, to the to the right side of the field in the trip set. Yep. And uh, I run across the field like a delta or a deep over. Mm-hmm. And then number has like a bender. And then the outside also has a go. So it's basically four verticals. Four verts. And but you're the number three in the trips uh, set. On, on the right side of the field. Gotcha. Yeah, to so the right side. Special, run special. He was like, just end up on the, end up on the left side of the field. So we was like, bet. So ball snap, I'm running through the field, and you know they in prevent, they mm-hmm. in, they in cover four. So Byron Jones is up under me, and I see Aaron roll out to the left. He got yeah. a defender in his face, and he pump fake one time. Byron Jones kind of stuttered his feet. He rolled, kept rolling towards the sideline. I got to the other side of Byron Jones after he stuttered his feet, and Aaron rolling out to his left just drops a dime right straight down the sideline. And as the ball was coming in. I was just I was just thinking, just get your feet down. Just get mm-hmm. your feet down. So I planted my feet and held on to the catch and tried to make them see it, like that I actually had possession. Yeah. And one ref to my right called it out. He was like, it's out, it's out. And then the one that was coming from the quarterback's direction or the line of scrimmage, he was the one that called it in. He was like, it was a catch, it was a catch. So then Mason Crosby came on, kicked the field goal with no time left. Man, so you mean to tell me Aaron Rodgers basically called the play himself because the play wasn't coming into his headset. Exactly. Uh, another another form of greatness. Uh, wow. Yes. That's something I didn't know. <laughs> C- clearly, most people don't know because we, were, we weren't in the huddle. You know what I mean? Because we all assume, especially in that type of situation, that your quarterback is getting the play from the sideline, of course, into his headset. So he his ability to communicate to the offensive guys, he just basically told you guys, line up in special, which is a trip formation to the wide side. Told you, hey, just get over just get over. That's might be that might be one of the prettiest passes I've Man, seen. That, one, of, one of the one of the best catches I've seen too. That's what makes Aaron so rare is because he's able to take that command and that control to be able to get you in the right play, mm-hmm. be able to do something foolish on defense and expose that and take advantage of it. Yeah, just like trying to get Coach Tomlin a couple weeks ago with the uh, with the running off the field when they didn't sub and they got yeah. the quick. Those yeah. time calls timeout. Yeah, yeah. He just plays the game, man, in, in a very smart and distinctive way. And and speaking of Aaron Rodgers, how does it feel? Granted, you know, you you were there, you wasn't there with him your entire career, but of course, you know, you had some tea with him. How does it feel knowing that he might not finish his career with the Green Bay Packers? That's wild. Exactly. I, I would like that walk. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's the that's the thing about the business side of things that most fans don't understand. You know, it's a game, it's a sport, but sometimes the business always trumped the sport. So Absolutely. we have to wait and see. We have to wait and see. I'll, mm-hmm. After the Green Bay Packers, you go to another, you know, up-and-coming quarterback. Not up-and-coming, the guy who's already establishing Derek Carr. Uh, the Raiders come next. What was the feeling of making your first Pro Bowl? Like, which is w- weird also, you know what I mean? You made your first playoff appearance in year eight. 
you made your first Pro Bowl in year 10. Uh, but what was how was that feeling? It was definitely long overdue, in my opinion. But tell us, you know, about that uh, Pro Bowl year for you. How was it feeling to finally get noticed the right way and being able to make it to the Pro Bowl? Man, it was awesome. Uh, it's a lot of great tight ends in this league that you got to compete with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Gates and the Gronk. So it, it's tough for me. And just like you said, I, Aaron Rodgers was like the first glimpse of, you know, what it feels like to be in that type of offense and have that type of quarterback. So, you know, with all those years of that and then competing with all these great tight ends, Gonzalez was still in the league. It was tough. But once I finally got in, man, it, it was it was definitely a goal reached and achieved. I was ecstatic. I enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. Just seeing guys that you compete with around the league, former players, guys that are Hall of Famers and ghosts just walking around. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. No question. You will, you forever go down as one of the great ones. Being able to get to that level in your career, individually speaking, is something that no one will forget. And it seemed like for me personally, as you got older, you got better. Just like some good wine, red or white, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that people was kind of overlooking in the younger years because you didn't have that established quarterback. You know what I mean? That you had to rely on throwing the football, you know, consistently consistently speaking but as you got older you got better and you still going so you leave the Raiders make it to the Pro Bowl then you go down to Louisiana right where they them beignets on point I know you had a lot of them hey so cook you go from Aaron Rodgers Derek Carr Drew Brees basically quarterback heaven if you want to call it that and when you got down there you and Drew Brees just started clicking man I mean you guys are both in the kitchen man putting spices in the pot and you know they love gumbo down there. You became you became a lot familiar with the Enzo. You had nine touchdowns in 2019. You had seven in 2020. Uh, were the two highest outputs of your career. What clicked for you in New Orleans for you to be so successful, especially when it came to the red zone? Man, I think Drew just understood. And he he was another great quarterback to play mm-hmm. with because his and his assessment of the game is is just next to none. He's been playing forever. And he just knew how to do it right. And he was a perfectionist. So that kind of made all of us in turn be the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was mainly part of my success, just understanding what a tight end role that I needed to play. Yep. And him communicating that to me constantly, always stayed in your ear. And uh, that's how we were able to put up numbers like that. It was, it was a joy playing with him as well. What does it take for a player of your stature to be able to get better as he gets older, as he gets older? I mean, we see that with Tom Brady, but, you know, Tom Brady is like the outlier. That doesn't usually happen. But for you, like I stated, man, like as you've gotten older, even right now, you still you still taking them deep. You know what I mean? But what has uh, contributed to your success, especially as you've gotten older? Um, Just continuing to work, man. That work ethic, trying to stay as healthy as I could, Um, Mm -hmm. continue. It work on my body, focus on my physical and mental health, keeping that number one and keeping myself number one. But, you know, that physical work on your body is important, as you know, no you play. And uh, that is what determines your longevity in this league is how well you take care of yourself. No doubt. No doubt. So now let's go to present day. Right. Uh, and, boy. So you go from let me go back. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Drew Brees. And freaking Justin Herbert. 
<laughs> this is this is what I want to know right here. We're gonna get to the nitty-gritty, but let me get what was your first impressions of watching Justin Herbert last year? You know, I don't know if you watch, I know you didn't watch a lot of ball games, but clearly you kind of saw some of the things he was doing as a rookie versus becoming his teammate this year. Man, you you would see it from afar, even when we played against them, they almost beat us with the Saints last year. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yes, you're right, you're right. So just watch him sling it around, smart player getting out of the pocket, using his legs when he can. You see it from afar, and then he was like player of the year last year, or rookie of the year, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay. So when I first got here, uh, it took a while for me to be able to throw with him. Like, it was taking forever. I'm like, come on, I need this offseason to pick yeah. up a little bit. We weren't throwing at all. You know how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, just seeing him in person, seeing him in this offense, he throw the ball hard. He can sling yeah. the rock. Yeah. He about my height, hands about the same as mine, and just a big human being. Yeah. Which is his speed, how he's able to stand in the pocket so strong. And uh, him learning this offense and being part of his offense, I think is going to take him to the next level. He's getting it down. He's a smart quarterback. Yeah. He has, and this is not a, this is not a, a easy offense to learn. It's difficult. That's one thing that I, I, I've been saying. People forget that he's on a second – this is his second OC. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the whole staff is new, but you don't really see it because everything is flowing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just flowing so er- organically. And man, he is special. We talked about two great ones, two two all-time greats in Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. What, is, what sort of traits does Herbert possesses that he possessed that could make him a great and potentially in the same category as those two players that we talked about in Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees from the traits mm-hmm. standpoint? He um, he studies the game, and he actually understands the game, and he's a gamer. Um, and a, a lot of times you don't find that in guys, guys that actually understand and that can go out there and produce it at such an early age. It usually mm-hmm. takes years and, and years of studying and understanding offenses for young quarterbacks to be able to do that. But he's come in, he's learned this new system, and, and kind of on a short offseason if you think about it, but he's able to learn this new system and go out there and implement it against hard teams, mm-hmm. like the easy teams that we're playing. These have all been five hard games. Even uh, yesterday, you saw how he just stayed with it. Yo. He was able to the right plays, the right checks, and be able to put up that many points when we knew we had to. You had to. Yeah, it was hard yeah. to do, and he was able to – March us down the field every time, check us to the right plays and get us in and out of the right situations when we need it. Speaking of that game yesterday, one of the more entertaining games I've seen in a long time, clearly so far this season. But one thing that I I see that tells us, the staff, Coach Staley, they all trust Herbert so much. It's almost like Staley's playing video games, like he's playing Madden. You go for it all the time on fourth down. We saw Mm -hmm. it last Monday against the Raiders, and you were the recipient on quite a few of those fourth down receptions, by the way. That was big time. But we saw this past Sunday against the Browns. Talk about the trust this staff has in the young quarterback, Justin Herbert, to be like, you know what? We're almost midfield. We're on our side of the the 50, but we're going to go for it. It's fourth and three, fourth and four. It don't matter. We got Herbert. Let's go dial it up. Talk about the trust they have in him. You know, uh, that's a huge part of the game. And and a huge down in distance as well yeah. to be able to trust, you know, that that's saying a lot. And for him to be able to put his trust, not only in Justin, but in the whole offense as well, to be able to go out there and uh, execute and be able to produce that, uh, I think is huge. And, you know, he's going to 
make the right play and the right read and get you in the right situations to be able to convert that fourth or that third down that you need to be able to keep the moving. Um, and that's been big for us in uh, the Chiefs game, the Raiders game, this last game. Oh, uh, he was five. <laughs> we need it. We need no it. No question. One thing yeah. I'll say, I was talking uh, to some folks about the game yesterday. I say, you look at the Chargers offensively, they scored 40 plus points. But the way he was distributing the football, they have so many quality pass catch catchers on this team, not to mention Austin Eckler, that they have a unique stable of guys that can any given day take it over. Because Monday night, it was your night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This past Sunday, you didn't really get a lot of looks. I don't know if you know they're starting to kind of cloud you a little bit in certain situations. You know better than I do. But then you saw Mike Williams take over. Now, remember Mike Williams last Monday night didn't really have a huge say-so in the ball game. So you guys have so many different, you know, Ferraris and Lamborghinis for one of the best car, uh, race car drivers in the game to be able to jump in and, and do damage that is, is, is scary for defense, honestly. I mean, where's the confidence level right now with your offense? Man, when we first got in the huddle in OTAs, Keenan looked around the huddle and he was saying exactly what you said. He was like, it's scary. And we was like in 12 personnel. Mm -hmm. and he was like, scary in here. Because you got me, you got Mike, you got Keenan, you got Eck, you yeah. got Donald. And when we all in the huddle, like, we all big and we play big. No question. So, like, Eckler's been a huge part of the pass game as well, being able to catch and be so versatile out of the backfield, which is the same role kind of that you saw Alvin Kamara in last year. No question. Yep. So, when we look around our huddle, we have an all-time confidence that we can go out there and get the job done because there's so many different uh, weapons of versatility that we have in that huddle guys that can do pretty much play every position out there. Hey, y'all dialing it up and you're showing it. You definitely are showing it, man. It's, and it's, it's fun for me to watch on my couch. I know it might not be that fun trying to cover, <laughs> but for me watching from the, from the living room for wherever I'm watching, man, I, that game yesterday, boy, it was going yeah. back and forth. I say, man, unfortunately, I was playing against Mike Williams in fantasy and I was playing against Austin Eckler. So it didn't do too well for me fantasy related. But I'm happy you guys won. No question, because you on the team and I, and I want to see you go get to that championship. Oh, by the way, that is in SoFi Stadium. Oh, yeah. Trying to get me one like you, my boy. No question. No question. You deserve <laughs> it. Hey, hey, if you look at the course of your, your career, the best accolades happen towards the end of your career. You went year eight for playoffs, 10. For Pro Bowl, you'd already know what's next. Let's go get it, man. No question. No question. That's what you already know what next. The trajectory of your uh, your career, it says you should be getting ready to play in a championship. That's it. Right. And, and, and I can tell you this much. Last question regarding Justin Herbert. You know, they had some questions regarding his leadership abilities, leadership skills coming out of Oregon. What have you seen from him as a leader on this ball club? Man, he, when he stepped in that huddle, it's all command on him. So mm -hmm. offensively. And then as team-wide, as he is a captain, you know, we follow his voice. And he's vocal when he needs to be. But most importantly, when them lights come on, he turn on. Like, yeah. that's the most important character trait you can get from somebody or learn from somebody is learning how they move and learning how they operate. Not necessarily what they say, but what their actions are, right? Yeah. So whenever he step between them lines, whether it's on the practice field or whether it's on the game field, you know he's going to be ready and he's going to turn it on. And that's what you want, a guy that his actions speak louder than his words. You know what I mean? And that's something that you you love. Uh, 
first year head coach, I mean, everybody's falling in love with your first year head coach and Brandon Staley. What makes him different from some of the other coaches you've been around? Uh, a guy that loves the game of football. Uh, he's always locked in. He's always focused. He loves the game defensively as well as offensively. And you're going to feel his energy. He always going to have you ready and hype to mm -hmm. play. You going like, he's always ready to go, whether it be in practice, whether it's for a team meeting or whether it's for a game, he always going to get you what you need to be able to be ready to go. And he's always going to prepare you. Uh, he, he just loves talking football. He'll be talking, he'll be walking down the hall with you and just start talking football. Like all the time, football, football, football. And you know, that's the focus. Yeah. He, he got all this our way and we trying to get to the ship. So, uh, he, he stay locked in. He's always locked in. Convince me why the Chargers are the best team in the AFC West. This past weekend is a big tail. Man, we, 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 just, we just trying to, we trying to go get it, man. Yeah. Uh, no, one week we at want, a time. You know, one week at a time. That's what we locked in. We locked in on us. We focused on us. Uh, and that's all there is to it, man. It's a long season. So you just got to keep battling it out. No question. I can say this much. When you got a quarterback, you got a shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> when you got a quarterback, you got a, you got a legit shot. And that's the, that's the first hurdle you need to get over having a quarterback. A lot of teams ain't got no legit quarterback, and you know that. You have been in the league, you know, been around the block, so you know the difference in a guy who can go get you there than a guy who just can get you almost there. You got a guy who, a guy who yeah. can get you. Last question before we transition to the superlative part of the show. You're 34 right now and you're 13. How much longer do you want to play? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm taking it a year at a time. Uh, I'm just blessed to be able to play this long. So no I'm just question. locked, you, hey, you know. As long as you go. get in the red zone and they want to keep giving you a check to get into the red zone. Because <laughs> you know, back in the day when you first came in the league, man, it, it was more bang, bang than anything. They taking yeah. care of y'all guys now, you know what I mean? So uh -huh. as long as they want you to get in the red zone, you can. Hey man, keep getting in the red zone. <laughs> get that box, man. No doubt, no doubt. We almost done. We transitioned to the superlative part of the show. Jared, here's where I hit you with rapid fire questions. I want you up. Honest, unbiased answer. First question for you. Mount Rushmore of tight ends in NFL history. Top four tight ends NFL history. Um, probably Gates. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Um, probably got to put Gronk on there. No question. Yeah. He got that's down. And then I'm going to go with myself. I like it. I like it. Okay. Most memorable career moment. Uh man, probably that catch in Green Bay. No question. Probably that catch in Green Bay. A couple of two touchdown games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's about it. Most physically gifted quarterback you've played against. You played with, I'm sorry. Uh probably either Justin Herbert or Aaron Rodgers. Highest IQ quarterback you played with. Probably Drew Brees. All right. Last question. It's a tough one for you. It's a tough one. When it's all said and done, when all the quarterbacks you've played with are done, retired, no longer playing in the National Football League, give me your top three with one being the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When it's all said and done, you in the couch, you chilling, you retired from years, all the quarterbacks you played with are now retired. They're done. Everybody enjoying life. 
<laughs> Give me your top three quarterbacks you played with. With one ranking the first one, that's the best one, two, three. You playing with that fire stick right now, huh? <laughs> I, it's a superlative part. I'm going to hit you with rapid fire. When it's all said and done, I'll, I'll listen. When I had you, when I knew you was coming on the show, this is what I was waiting to hear from you. Because one thing I know about you, Cook, you you are great. You you can assess quarterback play well. I like your breakdown that you gave us. So I know I'm gonna get a legit answer. Not to mention, man, you catch passes from these guys. You got an inside look, insider information right here. When it's all said and done, everybody retired. Derek Carr retired. Sam Bradford <laughs> retired. Kerry Collins retired. <laughs> Drew Brees and Rogers Herbert retired. Everybody, right? Oh, Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins. Yeah, yeah. You play with Kerry Collins. Vince Young, right? Yeah. When it's all said and done, all the quarterbacks you've played with have retired. Who's number one? Who's number two? Who's number three? I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he won. Drew Brees, mm -hmm. and probably Derek Carr. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, you surprised me. Ooh, right. Right, me and him almost put up a thousand. It should have been a thousand yards that season. You're right. Before. You're right. That did get you to your first Pro Bowl. Exactly. That did get you to your first Pro Bowl. You're right. Yeah. Y'all did lose numbers. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man. I respect it. <laughs> You thought I was huh? You know who I thought you were going to say. That bad man out there with you right now. But granted, it's still early. You only played, what, this is your fourth game with him. Or fifth. Yeah. You just yeah. finished your fifth game. Yeah. But let's see. You know what? We might have to readdress this question yeah. after a full year with him. Yeah, for sure. But, but, so would it be safe to say Herbert's trajectory is going a whole nother level compared to some of the quarterbacks you talked about? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I see it every Sunday, man, from my TV. So, man, you get chances to catch it from him week in and week out. So, hey, hopefully you go ahead and get catch a few passes this this upcoming week as you guys continue your uh, your dominance, man. No, Number one, stay healthy. That's the first goal. Number two, man, take advantage of the opportunity, Jared, man. I appreciate you. Join us here, all things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, man. Definitely, definitely a pleasure having you on. Hey, man, hopefully I get a chance to see you. You know what? I don't want to see you no time soon. I want to see you at the end of February after this, after everything is all said and done. For sure. <laughs> all right, man, be safe. Appreciate you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.